Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. New analysis of a Roman artefact found 30 years ago has come to an interesting conclusion. Researchers think that they may have found the first example of a Roman sex toy. Rob Collins is senior lecturer in archaeology at Newcastle University. Afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon. Uh, now, as, under, as I understand it, this was discovered some 30 years ago. Where was it found? Yeah, so this object was found when they were excavating a Roman ditch outside the fort at Vindolanda. And so that means effectively it was it was in a Roman rubbish tip. Okay. And originally, what was this catalogued as? So it was originally entered in the in the catalog as a darning tool. So you know something for sewing socks, mittens, gloves, that sort of thing. Mm. Is there any possible way you could mistake this for a darning tool? Well. I mean, I'm, I'm not much of a knitter myself, so um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not familiar with all the tools of darning, but um, in theory, it possibly could be used still for a darning tool, but uh, I think that was a, what we'd call a trench-side entry, or, or an entry from the trench, mm-hmm. um, before it was cleaned up, so it was still covered in dirt and things. So it was just a, a quick initial identification. Once it was cleaned up and such, I think once you look at it, it's pretty self-evident that it's... Um, it's penis shaped. Yes, uh, and so, but the, that doesn't. Does that necessarily mean it was a sex toy, or it could have been used for a number of reasons? No, it, it doesn't mean it's necessarily a sex toy. What you get with you know Roman culture and, and Roman society and, and Greek society and culture as well is that um, those sort of phallic symbols are all over the place. So they get carved onto stones. They get brought into murals. Um, they'll have statues of gods with. Um, you know, some very massive endowments. So it has a, the phallus has a real symbolic, you know, magical symbolism in Roman culture. Mm. Um, and so it could be an object which is using that, that phallic decoration, that phallic shape to kind of give it a, a bit of a magical charge. Yeah. Might it have been connected to something else? It, it's possible. So a, a really good possibility is that this object is actually a, a pestle, you know, from a, from a mortar and pestle set, which mm. would be used to you know, grind up some ingredients for food and cooking or maybe for making a poultice or medicines or even cosmetics, you know, makeup. Um, and if if you think about, you know, mixing those things yourself and if the phallus is a, a magical symbol that lends protection or offers good luck and good fortune, then what you're doing when you're mixing is you're you're kind of supercharging your ingredients with that with that magic. Okay. And so that's a, a more mundane possibility. Yes. Well. But, but were phalluses a kind of a thing where people would have them in their homes in, in the Roman era and, and, you know, they'd be a, a, something you'd touch for good luck kind of thing? Yeah, very much. And in fact, we, we have burials of, of children from the Roman period that, that have little pendants of, of a phallus uh, found with them. So it's, it's very much that protective symbol that you would, you know, you would adorn your children with them, much like you might a, a small cross today. Yeah. Now, the, the fact that it's made of wood, is, is, is that unusual? Say if it was a pestle or if it was a sex toy, I would imagine wood may, mightn't be the best material for one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very good question. I think, you know, wood is a rare survival in the archaeological record, un- unless you have really nice, damp, wet, boggy conditions and deposits. But usually we don't find a lot of wood. So, to our eyes, it looks like not a lot in the ancient world is made of wood. But of course, all sorts of things would be made of wood. Um, wood would be one of the more common materials in, 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 in elements around. So in that sense, um, what's unique here is that the wood has survived. Um, 
you know, you can still go into a, a store today and buy a wooden pestle for, for cooking with. Mm. Um, if it is a, a sex object, um, wood isn't necessarily the material that comes to mind, I think, for a modern audience. But the other thing to remember, of course, is um, modern audiences are spoiled for choice. Uh, there's been all sorts of consumer <laughs> research to to identify ideal shapes, ideal materials, ideal sizes. Um, if this is a, a sex object, then it's it's one that was probably carved, if not by the person using it, then by a friend, <laughs> as it were. Um, a much smaller world, I think, perhaps. Yes. But and it, would sex toys have been common in the Roman era? They probably were. I'm not saying that, you know, everyone was, was running around, you know, waving them about, but... Um, you know, we know from Roman art and we know from Roman literature that they, they did use them. Um, the What makes this so exciting is we've never had a possible example of one, a real example. So it's the sort of thing we know of the existence, but we've just not seen them, uh, seen a hard one, as it were. Um, and so this might be that first example of, of a Roman uh, sex toy. Yeah, the, the fact that it's pretty much full size, is, is that significant then? That would lead your thinking towards this. Uh, it, it does help a little bit. Usually when you find kind of carvings of a, of a phallus from, from the Roman period, they, they tend to be smaller, especially if they're those pendants that are worn, or they, if it's something that's meant to be kind of more statuary, they, they're bigger and usually in stone. Um, this fits within a, a very comfortable life size, as it were, um, range, um, and that, that helps us think, you know, it's, it's not doing the job that a, a pendant would do or like some of those bigger statuary examples do. Yeah. Is there 2,000 years down the road, Odd, is it possible to do any analysis on it to see might it have been you, what purposes it was used for? In theory, yes. But uh, in this case, with this specific example, we can't do any scientific analysis. And that's that's because of the conservation process. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, um, that was done 30 years ago. So that's removed our ability to look for any kind of... Um, biological traces of use, whether from cooking or from uh, being in touch with humans. Yeah, uh, that is, I suppose that's a shame in, in, in a way, not that one would uh, want to destroy it. But as, course, thing, yeah. as things stand now, and this is a pun-filled interview, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, <laughs> is this the only example of a potential uh, Roman sex toy? It is the only example of a potential Roman sex toy. We have examples from other cultures and other times, um, but none for the Roman world yet. So in that sense, it's it's a first. And I think what's exciting is that it's it's coming from up in the northern fringes of the Roman Empire, and and not you know not in the heartlands of Italy and the Mediterranean. And and so I think it also you know goes to highlight how much we can learn about those past societies, even in those frontier regions. And cold winter nights and uh, etc. And what else? Is yes, as you'll know, we do have long cold winters. Yes, uh, in, in the British Isles. <laughs> is it is it on display anywhere, or will it be on display anywhere? Absolutely, yeah. It's it's on display now at the museum at Vindolanda Roman Fort in Northumberland. So, uh, if anyone wants to see for themselves and make up their own mind about what it might be used for, um, you can you can go and look at the museum and. They have some of their other willies on display as well that, that have been found around the fort, uh, carved in stone and such. You can imagine the selfies that will be taken uh, around there. <laughs> uh, Rob Collins is a senior lecturer in archaeology at Newcastle University. Rob, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.